Hey, folks, what's going on? Welcome to another show. This is the Live Life Aggressively podcast with Mike Mahler, Sincere Hogan. And, man, I am refreshed. I'm back, brother, after a nice little vacation. Ready to do this thing now. So, yeah, man. It sounds like we, had a, we had a great conversation last night about your Costa Rica trip. Sounds like you had a great time. And i got to tell you, man, during that, you know, while you were out there relaxing, some of us had to still work over here. So <laughs> while, you, while you were kicking back, soaking in the sun, you know, what, what's, what's cool is, I actually look forward to, we took last week off from recording the show, man. We've been hitting this thing hard since May of last year. So to tell you the truth, I was looking forward to a nice week off just to catch up on some stuff that has gotten away from me. But I got to tell you, man, Tuesday, Wednesday, I woke up and I was kind of disappointed that we weren't recording. I actually yeah, I know, it the show, man, <laughs> which is a good sign because that means we really like doing this because otherwise we'd be like, oh, man, we got to do that show again next week. So that, that was a good sign. That was cool. And I was, I'm really looking forward to jumping back into this, and what a great way with our guest today. But before oh, we get man. to that, folks, a couple things we got to make sure we bring up again with you. Number one, we're doing an incredible course in September. It's going to be me, Mike Mahler, Sincere Hogan, Steve Cotter, Ken Blackburn. It's going to be in Las Vegas, September 2021. 20, and it's going to be an incredible event, action-packed, full of great information. It's going to be fun, too. We're going to make this a real experience, as we've talked about in previous episodes. Now, what we're doing right now is we're asking people to email us to be on a VIP list where you will get first dibs at the lowest price possible for this course. It's never going to be this low once we release it massively to the public. So only people on this list are going to be privy to that initial pricing, and then it's going to go way up. Right now, we have 50 people on that list. Now, we can only take 30 registrations for this course. And this is a hands-on course. So it's not going to be in the Mandalay Bay Ballroom where we have space for 1,000 people. It's going to be in a gym down the road from me where we have space for 30 people. So we already have 50 people on the list. And many of these people have said, just tell me what it costs and we'll sign up. Now, they're ready to go. Now, we all know that it's easy to talk, and a lot of these people aren't going to do jack shit when it comes to time to register. We all know that. I've taught courses for 12 years, folks, so don't, don't mess with me, man. I know how many people are committed and how many people just like to talk and jerk off. Most people are the latter, right? There's not going to be any jerking off in this course. That, I, let, me, let me just preface it with that. But what's going on here is we have 50 people on the list, so there's a good chance that a good majority of those people are going to sign up, and they're definitely going to get that initial price offering, which is only going to be good for the first couple of weeks when we announce this thing. So what we want to do is email us, mike at llapodcast.com or sincere at llapodcast.com. Say you want to be on the list, but don't waste our time and don't have us waste your time. If you're not interested in a course like this, if you don't think that the price is going to be affordable for you, it's going to be around $800 to $1,000, and it's going to, go, it's going to price up higher than that as registrations start coming in. Just be honest with yourself and us and say, I'd love to come, but I, I can't afford it right now. And that's fine. You know, don't, don't ask us to put you on the list when there's a 10% chance that you're going to sign up. We want people that are serious about signing up for this man. And on, top of, on, on, on a side note, it is, as of right now, recording this show, it's March. This course is in September. You've got about six months. Get your right. pennies together. Put your chips together, man, because, again, this is a, most likely a once-in-a-lifetime experience. You don't want to miss out on this. And on top of that, this is not like it's a one-day course and that you're paying $800 to $1,000 for it. This is two days. So I'll do the math for you. That's about $400 to $500 a day. And you're getting nothing but 100% content, quality, hands-on training with us. And then it's all the stuff that happens after the course 
That's the stuff you can't put a price on. So that's the difference between this and spending two to three grand on a one-day certification that doesn't teach you jack shit. And you can't even, <laughs> you know, or, or another course where they have some bullshit workshop and you end up getting hurt because... Or, or, or had, online certification. <laughs> oh, God, death to those. Okay, so... That's so, right there. <laughs> where you have no contact with the person putting the certification yeah, exactly. together or the workshop together or someone is some teaching guy, you... Some guy is on the computer responding to your emails, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that is bad for my friend. Okay, so no, we're not doing that, dude. This is, like I said... These are four guys who have been in this industry, in this game for a minute. But the difference between that and a lot of people that have been in this game for a minute, you got four guys that are ever evolving. We're not still stuck on the same crap we were teaching five, ten years ago. And that's the difference. So, Annie up, put your chips together, and make it happen. Send us that email. Put VIP in the subject line. Only if you're serious, but I just broke it down for you. There's no reason why you shouldn't come out to this now, man. You've got plenty of time. And I told you guys on a couple shows ago, just put aside 50 to 100 bucks a month from now until September. Dude, you're covered. You got the, you got the course. You've got your hotel. You've got your flight because that's a nice, cheap season to be in Vegas because it's their off-season. You can get a four-star hotel for dirt cheap. You can just roll like a straight-up baller when you're out there. So there you go. Come out there. Have a good time, have a good time and get a piece of this base experience with the four of us. Yeah, it's yeah. going to be a great time. What you, what, so what you need right now basically is – a, a piggy bank with a big fat ass. So you can really fill that sucker up. What a great ass. <laughs> with a great ass. You got your head all the way up. For those who don't know, that is a well, well, <laughs> Everyone should know that scene, man. That should be like bookmarked on your computer for whatever you need to go slap, you know? And then... No, we're gonna we're gonna we'll get more into the details of the extracurricular activities that we have planned. We have we have a lot of fun stuff we're looking into. Actually, after the show today, I'm I'm going to the gym. That's most likely going to be our host. I, I found a great location in town that's through my good friend Christos Dimitros that has offered their facility to us at no cost, and they have hundred competition kettlebells on site. And I'm going to see what else they have so that I can let you and Ken and Steve know what kind of equipment they have, and you guys may want to modify what you teach. I know Ken's really into the Bulgarian bag training, so if they have that on site, who knows? He may want to do a session on that. And you use all kinds of training tools, Sincere. You and I may want to do a deadlift training section. We can bring in some boards and talk about deficit deadlift benefits, stuff like that. You know, we're going to make this thing really diverse. It's still... We're still, it's still germinating. You know, we're still putting all the ideas together. We're still cooking this thing, which is why the ad copy is not up right now. We're still working out the details. But when it comes to May, you're going to be jacked up about this course. You're going to be ready to go. You're going to be ready to sign up immediately. Also, make sure that you use coupon code LLA to get 10% off any of my nutrition supplements, my aggressive strength testosterone booster, my recovery oil so you sleep better at night, and my Restorezyme so you get rid of those aches and pains and lower inflammation. And they can also use that code for your stuff, Sincere. What can they get with that? So you can get 30% off of my bodyweight training DVD, the digital version or the physical version. So just use the coupon code LLA at checkout at newwarriortraining.com. Awesome. Now, without any further ado, we have a great guest, actually a fan favorite. He's been on the show before. People love him. Everybody likes this guy. He's just one of the best strength coaches by far in the business. He's, what you see is what you get with him. Great instructor, great all-around guy, good friend of ours, which makes this topic today a very interesting one because we're both biased because we're both on our guest side here. So we're going to give him a chance to tell his story about something that happened to him that everyone in the fitness industry should be privy to, 
And it'll be interesting to see how you guys react to this one, because I think this one's going to be very controversial. And before we introduce him, I'm also going to take some advice from one of our listeners, Ben Martinez. You know, the great thing about our show, Sincere, is when you give us advice, folks, and we use it, we're going to call you out. We're going to give, hey, we're going to give credit where credit yeah, is due. Yeah, we give credit where credit is due. Yeah, exactly. So Ben Martinez, cool guy, has been to buy courses, bought many of my products, sent me an email last week saying loves the show. But he goes, you know what, Mike, it would be great if you didn't interrupt the guests as much. So basically what Ben asked Mike was, hey, what's your favorite drink? Um, I don't know. Well, here's a nice big cup of shut the hell up when people are talking. <laughs> so, hey, I can take advice. I give advice. I can take it too. And Sarah's like, well, shit, Mike, you've already interrupted me three times. So we haven't even introduced the guest yet. <laughs> All right. So, Ben, thanks for the advice, buddy. Thanks for He's the a work in progress, Ben. He's a work yeah, in progress. Yeah, I know, progress. exactly. You can't, you can't expect me to quit that habit overnight. So, I, I'm, a, I'm, a professional, I'm a professional interrupter, man. You know, some people are professional fluffers. I'm a professional interrupter. You know? <laughs> I think the word for that is called a cock blocker. No? <laughs> uh, that brings us back to the Vegas workshop, folks. All right, just kidding. more of that. All right, our guest is John Hines, the one and only John Hines, founder of Monkey Bar Gymnasium. He's got franchises all over the country, all over the world. He's the inventor of a lot of cool devices like the Power Wheel, which I use all the time. He's also the inventor of of the TNT cable, the power push-up two, the portable power jumper. I mean, it just goes on and on. Very creative guy, very smart guy, and just a just a cool guy to, to hang out with. So it's great to have you back on the show, John. How you doing today? Hey, man. I'm good. You guys freaking have me. You guys are cracking me up with your intro. <laughs> That dude was he, – he is so right, though, Mike. He, and you are a professional, a professional interrupter. You, What's that, Sean? That, when, <laughs> when, you, when you said that, when you said that, I don't know if you can hear me. I was laughing my head off in the background. Oh, come on, here. I don't interrupt anybody. What are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> but uh, how y'all doing? Good, man. We're good. Good to have you on the show, good. especially with today's topic, man, like I said. Like Mike mentioned, it's probably going to be very controversial. Can't wait to see the response on this. Again, we're not bringing this up just for the sake of controversy. It's just things need to be said, things need to be out there, and then we'll let everyone form their opinion. And for the parties in question for this interview, the door is always open for you to come and share your side of the story. So it's not like this is a one-sided thing. So, And with that being said, tell us, John, since we're talking about great equipment, let's talk about the Jungle Gym. Okay. <laughs> talk about that, man. <laughs> Well, um, the Jungle Gym is something that I invented. Uh, I made my first mock-ups in the late 1990s. And um, then I started, when I opened my first Monkey Bar Gym in August of 2000, I actually had chains connected to a bar that I would use for an adjustable pull-up and push-up and, and core exerciser. And then I started thinking, you know, like my dad and I, everything we want, we want it to be portable. And so I, I thought, well, I'll just make some webbing, put some put, uh, handles on it that I can put my feet in as well, and make it so I can throw it over the top of a tree or the top of a door. And I called it the Jungle Jump. And that was right after I opened my gym, I invented that because I had, had a really rough version of it when I opened my gym. And so... That was in around 2001, 2002. 
And about a year and a half later, I got a call from a guy, uh, a friend of mine at the time, a friend of mine. Um, he, uh, he, he would call and ask us questions, and his question for us was, do you guys have anything cool? Because he was a representative of the Navy SEALs. And uh, he, he said, do you guys have anything in the shoot like that might be the next big thing in fitness? And I said, oh, yeah, I invented, I invented this tool that you can basically do a full body weight workout anywhere at any time. It's completely portable, weighs about two pounds, can fit in your pocket, and I call it the jungle gym. And so I sent a couple out to him at the Navy, at the, um, Navy uh, SEAL headquarters out in uh, California there, and um, I never heard back from him. And the, the funny thing is, he had really wanted, he called my dad and I up because he knew we invented really cool shit all the time. The power wheel, power jumper, different ways to use the cables, like crazy. And he knew that that's what we did. We invent really cool shit. And so uh, I never heard back from him. And I thought it was sort of weird, but... Uh, then it got real weird. About a year and a half later, somebody comes up to me and said, hey, John, did you make your jungle gym in different colors? I said, no, it's just black with red handles. And they're like, well, somebody copied it. And I looked at, uh, they sent me some information where I could find it, and I looked at it, and, the, and it said, the TRX invented by Navy SEALs. And I just about passed out. I mean, it was such a punch in my gut. Uh, it was incredible. And uh, the thing was, so I immediately looked for the patents on it. And the problem was at the time, my dad, we, we had a patent attorney who was not on top of his game, I can say. And what he did is he put patent pendings on it, which means if you're a copier of a product, you just got to go around that patent, the, the patent pending that that person has. So that means you just got to modify it a bit. Mm -hmm. And I, I'll talk a little bit later about how they modified it because we actually got into a lawsuit with them at one time. And um, but so I look at it. It looks like my jungle gym, except it has, a lot, it has more bells and whistles on it basically just a lot of sh extra shit on it. And then I look at the manual. The manual is so close to mine, it's a joke. Exercise for exercise. They just did one exercise different where they did all their pulls with straight legs. I did all mine with bent legs. And that, other than that, though, they did almost everything identical. And so the manual was really similar to mine, and the product was very similar to mine. And then I, when I checked with the attorneys, he said, well, you have a patent pending, and you're, we can't really sue them because they went around all our patents. So I really had no legs to stand on. And then, I, and then as I was seeing it, they were, they were constantly saying invented by Navy SEALs, and then I see they just are bombarding the industry by saying they invented it, and they put millions of dollars of advertisements into it. And then the next thing I know, Everybody's saying they were the first suspension trainer on the market, and um, that I have to be, remind people, well, actually, no, that's not true, 
and people would give me this odd look like, yeah, okay. And it was just a, it still is. Like uh, when I hear that they made millions of dollars a year and I'm making an incredible fraction of, of that because of my jungle gym sales, that hurts a lot. And, and that, that hurts just personally, but it also hurts because they're saying Navy SEALs invented this, which, you know, I, I respect the hell out of Navy SEALs. When I see the movies of them and I read the stories and the books on them, they're badass dudes. But when I hear that in that, in that manner, that, that's such a, like a slap in the face, I would think, to Navy SEALs even and to myself. It, 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 it's upsetting big time. Now, do I have proof that the guy I sent it to, you know, showed it to the guy who said he invented it? No, I don't. But what I, all I can go off of is it looks damn similar to mine. The manual was damn similar to mine, and I invented it three or four years before they even came out with theirs. And there's too many coincidences, especially for, for the fact that I sent the product to the Navy SEALs headquarters. That is weird. And so all of this happens, and over all the years, I can't do shit about it. And it's frustrating. It's like knives in my sides every single time I see an ad for it. And um, so then uh, we got some money. Lifeline started doing actually pretty well. So we put more money into making the jungle film. And, and uh, I, I, I beefed it up. And in comparisons, direct comparisons, it's, it's, it's easy. We get like 80 to 90% in direct comparisons, users like the, the Jungle Gym XT more than the TRX. So uh, because we have the split version, and that is extremely unique because it gives you so many wide angles of pull, you have the ability to do all exercises that you would do with um, parallel rings and stuff like that. Uh, you also can put your feet in all the other cool stuff. So what happened was in some of our advertising, we used the term in one of our ads, suspension trainer. So TRX then sues us, and they, they called my dad up, and they said, we want to put your son on the stand. And, and, I, and I, could, I was like, oh, my God, please, please put me on the stand. I can't wait for this. And so they had all of their people from TRX fly out. They put me on a stand to interview me. And I had uh, the, our attorneys, I was fucking them up so bad that our attorneys were laughing. And even the court reporter was laughing because it was so <laughs> obvious that what they did was wrong and what I did made sense because they started off by, well, why would you think that we copied your, your jungle gym? And the most obvious point is because simpler is always the best way to, it, it's almost always the best way to go when you're doing something. And I came out first with a very simple product. And because I had pendings on it, you couldn't directly copy it. So you had to work around it. And you had to put a whole bunch of shit on there that's really not necessary or really not easy to use like the whole manner in which they change the height of it. The fact that you've got to clip it to another thing that clips to a door or a wall, it's just convoluted instead of being easier. And I said, you wouldn't have done those things, I think, as an inventor for many, many years, you wouldn't do those things 
unless you were trying to not directly replicate something. And he couldn't say anything. And then he, and he, thought, so he asked me, well, what do you think about the product? Is it, do you like the product? And I was like, it's a decent product, but I think they made a whole bunch of mistakes on it. And I picked out six different points on a TRX that I thought that they made that were very um, poor um, ways of building that apparatus up. It's just in each one of them, it's too convoluted, I thought. And, and my arguments were continually making the point that why would you make something more complicated than necessary? And that's the, it always goes back to because they're not, they're, they, can't, they don't want to directly replicate it. They can't because I had a patent pending on it. So uh, they lost the case. We won the case, but all that we won was that um, we could use that if we wanted that term, if we wanted suspension training. But it's, it, because they have so much money, we, we couldn't fight them and actually win because they have one company that, at the time, one company that put millions and millions of, of, of dollars into this one product. Well, we at Lifeline, it's a family-run business, and we've been, uh, we've been working our asses off for a long time to get a name for 20 to 30 products. And so it's a lot. It was, they just had a lot of money, and we couldn't, we couldn't match them, so we couldn't sue them. And so we just started to have to accept it, and that's how it is to, the, to this day. And it, it still sucks, and it's still hard for me to accept, but I just see that's, that's what people do today. It's, it's just a case, I feel, of not having honor in the field of business like that. You know, and that, no, John, and really I, believe me, I respect Navy SEALs big time, but that, what that happened there, is honor in it. I think what's really disappointing, and Sincere and I have talked about this quite a bit, is that we, we all know a lot of trainers who know you, know us. Yeah. They, know, they know this whole story, right? But they still yeah. use the TRX and endorse it because they want yeah. to be in bed with that. They're like, well, TRX is the company with a lot of a lot of money behind them and a lot of promotional so i'm going to get in bed with them because it's going to be good for my business even though it's not it's not it's not having any integrity though because they know better now it's one thing for someone to use trx who's never heard this story before right we can't we can't penalize someone like that but there's plenty of trainers who are pretty well known that know you that know this story and and they still didn't change their behavior afterwards they're like well oh you know that that's your side of the story it's like shut up dude like you're either yeah. a fucking friend or you're not. You know, you fuck this yeah. your side of the story bullshit. And and that's where I'm biased, obviously, is that you and I are good friends. So I believe yeah. everything you said. I know you're a stand up guy. And it pisses me off. I, I never liked TRX period anyway, to tell you the truth. To be, to be perfectly honest, suspension training, whether it's yours or TRX, is just not my thing. You know, I've used it yeah. from the prime no, time to time. It's not it's just not my thing. You know, I I'm a kettlebell, barbell, sandbag, sprinting kind of guy. I keep it simple. Doesn't mean I don't think it's a great device. I think your device is awesome. I think there's benefits of suspension training. So I'm not I'm not someone who is like uh, so sold. I, I think that actually helps qualify what I'm saying even more because it's not it's not like I make any money selling your products or or any of this stuff. It's not part of my business model. But right. just just as a good friend of yours and a guy that, and, I, and someone who knows you well and knows that you're a guy of high integrity and and that you put a lot of time into creating this and that's why you have yeah. a superior product. Everyone I've talked to says yours is superior. People like yeah. friend, the the Briga the Briga training guys like Ori Ortega and he, he had a whole blog one time talking about how 
why your product is better than TRX, just breaking it down, how TRX broke yeah. in half one time when he was using it. And then yeah, I was just about to say that. I was just, yeah, yeah, I was just about to say that because it is, you know, in, in the beginning, especially when I was doing most of my classes at a park, it was a big part of my business model. But having John's products, I mean, it's portable. I can take them anywhere. I didn't have a gym at that time. So basically I was outside. So, again, just going right along with the same concept that John started right there is just, you know, pretty much training anywhere, the jungle gym type type of model going on right there. But, I like, I'm just like what Ori said, dude. I have to agree with him. It was so flimsy. And, again, yeah, I'm I'm biased that it is John and it is my friend, but I'm unbiased because it was a shit product. TRX was a shit product, and, and it, it just was. So there it is. It, it, I can actually be on both sides of the, of the fence here with this. So, you know, so, so it, just made it, even, it just made me feel even better, the fact that I did buy it from my friend John Hines. Because one thing about it, I've had the same. I still have the original concept of the Jungle Gym. I still have that one. I, don't have, the, I have the split model when that one came out. But I actually yeah. have the original one, and to this day, it's been about, I've had that thing for about maybe ten, almost 10 years now. Still yeah. use it. It still looks yeah. brand new. We you use the hell out of it in my class. With that thing. Man, exactly. That I mean, that's what you could ask of all of us, man. Yeah, I could, dude, I've I had could go rock climbing today, and, and <laughs> if I'm about to fall off a rock, I could throw that thing over, <laughs> that thing over a rock. I could hang there, man. You yeah, know? Was, that thing was not crazy. falling apart. And I've had all sizes of clients use that thing, and there have been times where they felt just nervous by just actually just pulling like on a regular pull-up bar so, so, or, or even on some gymnastic rings, you know, uh, hanging on chains. So I pulled that thing out, and they're like, oh, no, man, I, I, I might be too heavy for this. I said, no, trust me. I said, you're going to be okay. I've had clients up to like 350 pounds working on that thing before, man. Yeah. Solid, straight. So I, wouldn't, I would not do that with a TRX. I'm sorry. Yeah. No, 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 my insurance doesn't cover that. I'm not trying to lose my house <laughs> <laughs> or anything else. Like yeah. it. So, you know, like I said, and this comes down to integrity. There's some folks out there, they know what we're talking about. They understand it. They know it's true. And they still yeah. continue to support, well, in my opinion, and it's not the Navy SEALs. It's this, it's this dude who called you up. This is an individual. So that's another thing yeah. I don't like. So I don't want people – I get pissed off when I hear that, like, created by Navy SEALs. No, dude, it was created by one it, – it, this, this concept was stolen by one dude. So don't yeah. put that all on the Navy SEALs. The Navy SEALs are too busy fucking saving the world yeah. to be worried about yeah. putting a fucking strap together so they can work <laughs> out. Okay, so yeah. don't, don't even say that shit. Basically, that's just marketing bullshit right there. And that's yeah. just to make people like, oh, especially at the time when, they, when it came out with it, you, you're dealing with a country that's dealing with pride and all this other matters, and they're trying to support the troops, and they played off of that. They played yeah, off no of that. So that's why they threw in people. So he's like, hey, this is support. This is created by Navy SEALs. You don't want to yeah. not support the Navy SEALs, do you? They'll be un-American. Are you a patriot? <laughs> you know, it becomes episode 24. Are you, exactly. a, are you not a patriot? Well, if you're a patriot, buy the TRX. Yeah. It's like, no. <laughs> so come on, man. So I just think that there's just a lack of integrity with that when you really play off people's emotions. But, but that's marketing one-on-one. Of course it is. But just to sit no, there and say that, fair, man. John, to be fair, John, we're not blowing too much smoke up your ass. I mean, you're, some of your products really suck, like your pull-up straps, you know, the ones you put on the door. And I'm, I'm just messing with you. Oh, <laughs> Which I can see, like, your Facebook expression, oh, John's, like, John's, like, got this big smile. This hold on. Like, you, know what? you know what, John? Some of your products actually suck. And John's, like, punching the okay, dance, like, what do you mean? Some of my products you've got to you, you appreciate the, the dead silence when you said that. And you, I can just see John. <laughs> What the fuck you mean my product sucks? You suck. I was smiling. <laughs> I knew he was fucking with me. I was smiling. 
No, no, you're, you're, I mean, you're, the favorite device that you've made that I use is the power wheel, number one. The power push-up, too, I love that when traveling. You just throw that yeah. in a carry-on bag. You can get some yeah. resistance push-ups, and you can do some pulling work with it, too, bent over rows and stuff like that. Yeah. And then, as you know, I love the TNT cable because it, it has yeah. such a precise transfer to kettlebell pressing like no other device. You can hold the yeah. handle just like two kettlebells. The whole, the whole forced resistance where you have to – where it gets heavier as you get closer to lockout, it really teaches you forced yeah. acceleration. So when, when you do the TNT cable for a couple of weeks, like for those of you that are doing kettlebell pressing and you've hit a plateau, you're just going nowhere, take, take a couple of weeks off and get John's TNT cable and just do that several times a day, every day, just working on technique, same exact group that you would use at kettlebells. Go back to your kettlebell pressing and, and send your thanks to John because those bells are going to fly overhead. So It's such a you, fun device. Well, you know what, Mike? I actually do have a new product. I don't know if you've ever tried this. Are, are you sincere? It's called the BXT. But no. I, I figured it out now how exactly how much assistance it's giving you in handstand push-ups. And I've measured it and everything. And that has taken my kettlebell presses to the highest marks I've ever had in my whole life. I actually, um, I've, uh, just my my kettlebell pressing everything has gotten so much stronger in the last three months. It's a joke, and I'll, I've been doing handstand push-ups off twelve-inch boxes with the BXT, and uh, it, I've awesome. gotten stronger every single week doing that because it gives you a huge range of motion that is exactly like what you get with kettlebells. That handstand push-ups off the ground don't give you that full range. How much of your strength increase, though, is from the steroid use you've been taking for the last couple of months? <laughs> How much of it is HRT? Come on, John. How much of it is HRT and growth hormone? <laughs> you some real investigative journalism here. You don't look good at 50 just for being a friend. Come on, John. Yeah, let's cut through the shit, John. Come on. We're friends yeah. here. <laughs> well, um, just good food, my friends. You know that. <laughs> no, that's cool. Now I'll have to check out. I'll have to check out that device. I actually had to take a break from the TNT cable just because I, I hurt my bicep on heavy deadlifts, where certain moves are just kind of painful on that side, my uh, left side. So when I do a TNT cable, pressing it overhead feels great, but when I lower it, it just torques in a certain yeah. way. I think I think it might be better now. I think I think now I could probably start using it again. Yeah. But when I when I was using it regularly, that thing is awesome, especially when I travel. I'm gone for two weeks and. Anyone that's really into kettlebell pressing or any pressing knows that if you take if I take two weeks off from a deadlift, I'll probably come back stronger. If I take two weeks off off from a kettlebell snatch, I'll probably come back stronger. I take two weeks off from kettlebell pressing, I may drop my maximum reps in half. No joke, man. It's 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 painfully depressing. I mean, there's been times where I could press two eighty eight pound bells ten times and I take a couple weeks away and then I come back and I can barely press it four times. I'm like, What the hell happened here? But the TNT cable really helps with those gaps. So if I'm gone overseas for two weeks and I bring the TNT cable with me, I'll bang out a couple reps throughout the day in the hotel room each day. Nothing super heavy, that's nothing, nice. that's, nothing, that, nothing that's burning me out, but just keeping yeah. that group. So when I get back home and I'm doing kettlebell presses again, that, that group is still there. It's not something that I've lost from not using yeah. it. So that, that's yeah. the other thing. For those of you that travel, businessmen, businesswomen, or you're just on the road quite a bit, John, John's stuff is by far the best. That power push-up, too, 
the TNT yeah. cable. I mean, you could you can get a lot done with just those two devices. The doorway pull-up attachment is awesome too. I mean, you can. And all those things are portable. They don't weigh anything. Yeah. They don't take up much space. Exactly. The one, the one, still easily my favorite is uh, of my inventions is the power wheel. That is still yeah. the most badass yeah, tool. It humbles everybody. I was about to say it's so unassuming. That. It's so yeah, unassuming. What, man. what makes that different than, let's say, an ab wheel that you can get at Walmart or Target, John? Because I think a yeah, lot of people don't the, realize. Or the new <laughs> one, or the new ab wheel, the ab carver that the Navy SEALs invented. <laughs> Did you see Uh-oh. that bullshit? Oh, oh. No, that, that I'm not familiar with. It's the same company that put out Perfect Push-Up and all that stuff. They, they made an ab wheel that they call it the ab carver, and it actually assists you as you go out. So it actually, it, it's silly because it's assisting you on the part where you want to get resisted and loaded. But, but they say they invented the ab wheel, which is ridiculous. <laughs> the same company, it's the same bullshit. Flags and someone's holding your feet the whole time, you know? It's kind of like, yeah. like, not really the same thing as doing it on your own, folks. Come on now. No. But the, the big difference is, is that um, my power wheel I invented initially just to put on your feet. I took my uh, mountain bike tire off, and I, I got a longer rod, and I got two plates, and I taped my feet with duct tape to the plates. And then I jumped all over the parking lot. I crawled, and I did pike ups and stuff like that. I did it for about 45 minutes. The next morning, I could barely sit up out of bed. My abs were so sore, and I knew that there was a badass product because it's on your feet, and unlike a stability ball, where you have, you have to stay close to the ball because you'll, if you keep walking forward or whatever, it'll fall off, or your feet might fall off the sides instead of just tipping. It's, it's way more dynamic because you can continually walk with it, like the 100-yard challenge that I put out there all the time. Uh, the yeah, plus the guy, the guy who does all the stability ball exercises, he's kind of a prima donna anyway, so we can, we can make fun of all that, too, while we're at it. You know? <laughs> <laughs> the nearest love of that one. We conversation about that. The guy, the guy who likes to do all those exercises thinks he's the Brad Pitt of the fitness world, so let's, let's tear into that a little bit. But anyway, that, that's a little segue. We'll leave that for a future episode. That's like a little teaser for a future episode. It's like, oh, what are you talking about on that one? Take a wild guess, folks. <laughs> But, uh, oh, yeah. Where was I, Sincere? I was talking, but then somebody interrupted me. Hey, you know what this is called? Hey, that name for that disease is Micus Interruptus. Okay. Ah, uh, yes. Yes, I heard it. I hear it. Did you I run into that a lot. Hey, John, I, I let you get through your whole story with that interrupt. You not one time. You kept blabbing on and on and on. You kept on repeating yourself, and even then I didn't jump in. Get to the point, John. Get to the point. We get it. <laughs> now he's like, get to the point, man. I'm just trying to help you along. Like, how many hits am I going to be able to take from the bong while you're talking here? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, God. You know what? Somebody said this to me in my gym the other day, and I instantly thought of you, Mike. Uh, (laughs) He goes, John, after after a class, he goes, John, I was talking to some of the guys, and we all agree, you're definitely an acquired taste. And uh, they all started laughing in, in the locker room, and, and then I immediately thought that right when we were talking today, I was like, man, Mike Mahler, you are definitely an acquired taste too, my friend. Yeah, that, that, that explains why I'm so successful, John, <laughs> you know, because of the I'm not saying it's thing. a bad thing. <laughs> that, that explains why my website ranking is, uh, well, what, 10 times higher? <laughs> no, I'm just messing with you. No, no, I'm, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I, I'm, I'm a, I'm a brace. Okay. 
I'm totally abrasive. But you know what? There's, there's a market for that. Our, our guest, Jarak Quas, interesting name, he was on our show last week, and we talked about how I was like, uh, you know, you, you got to be yourself. I go, unless you're an asshole, because that's not going to work for you. And he's like, you know, actually, that'll work for you, too, because what's going to happen is you're going to attract every other asshole that's out there, you know. <laughs> They're going to be yeah. interested in what you have to say. So, uh, yeah, that, that's definitely true. I, I don't know, man. I think, I think there's a place for guys like us, though, in this world where oh, we, don't sure. sugarcoat. we don't sugarcoat shit. And, no. and as, you know, guys that are used to hanging out with guys, we can all make fun of each other and no one takes it personally. We can all rip on no. each other, pull pranks on each other. And I think, I think we're kind of losing that in today's overly sensitive society where it's like, oh, you know, you hurt someone's feelings, Mike, when you said that. Yeah. Like, Jesus Christ, man, let's worry about real issues like animal suffering and yeah. you know, victims of human trafficking. We want to talk about helping people who have their feelings hurt. You know, let's find yeah. some real victims, not, not people that are joking with each other like we are, you know? So, I mean, yeah. I think... I think, I think one of the things that I like about this show is the fact that we're just very irreverent. You know, anything flies, man. We just say what we have to say. And that, that is going to be an acquired taste for some people. For some people, it's going to be a repellent. And, and my business model is purposely set up that way to be a repellent to people that are not going to be a fit for me because we all know that's going to be a big hassle in the long run. And I think, I think I know Sincere runs his business that way, and I feel like you run your business that way too. I mean, you're – you got on here and told your story, and you didn't, you didn't try to be, you know, Bill Clinton, overly diplomatic about the whole thing. Like, oh, I'm sure those guys are good guys, and it's a big misunderstanding. I mean, you, you said what you have to say, you know, and yeah. then that's good, because that's why I think people like our show, is because they, they like that. They like that visceral yeah. reality. Or better, well, just so yeah, you they know, like Mike, I, I wasn't, they like When it. I was saying acquired taste towards you, I wasn't mean in any way negative. It's just you're outside the box big time. I'm outside the box and serious too. It's, it's, and, and most people, just like you said, they're not used to that because everybody has to sugarcoat everything so fucking right. much nowadays. It's a yeah. joke. And, and sincere, you just got back from Costa Rica. I know you, you experienced maybe you went up in the mountains and stuff and you were maybe thinking, so is there a waiver form to climb this scary-ass mountaintop? No? Okay, right. everybody's no, just climbing it. We didn't right. sign one damn waiver, and guess what? I felt safer with those drivers than I probably do with a lot of these people in their certifications yeah. on a weekend. Because <laughs> it is so different. It's so different in third world countries. People don't sign waiver forms. People don't sue you. Just if you fucking fall, it's right. your own damn fault. People are so fucking afraid. It's ridiculous. Yeah, just, yeah, scary. It's very refreshing. It's so it refreshing is. talking to guys like you. Because you're right, Mike, there's not a lot of dudes that just fucking lay it on the line and tell the truth about what, how things are. And, you know, and the good thing is if you're, if I, if you're a fucking jerk to me today, Mike, I'll say, Mike, you're a fucking asshole. You right. know, and then you'd be like, okay, sorry, John, I was a fucking asshole. Okay, you want to go out for dinner? Great. <laughs> you know, it's sort of like that, which I, I respect that from you guys. And I hope you would feel the same about me. It's just what I see out there today is, is just what you said. We, we live in a society where it's overly cushy and people are afraid and, and therefore they have to have all these safety measures put into place and don't take responsibility for things themselves. Right. Exactly. Right. Especially in our industry, man, where everyone's trying to be everyone's buddy. You know, everyone's like, well, I want to be cool with Mike, but I also want to be cool with this person, and I want to be cool with that person because it's all self-serving. It's like, well, fuck you, man, because you stand for nothing. That's your problem. And what irritates me the most are people where 
you know, in private, they'll complain about all of these different people, and then publicly they put on a face like they're best buddies. That irritates me to no end, man. That, that level of hypocrisy I can't tolerate. That's, that's one of the big reasons why I left Dragon Door back in 2006 is that I, I got tired of that, man. I had so many people coming in and complaining to me about what they didn't like about the organization, and then they'd all, they would all just stay put. And then I realized there were things that I didn't like about the organization either, but I didn't waste my time complaining to people about it. I would, I would talk internally to like, you know, people in my personal life, my inner circle. I would talk to them about it, but not to like people in the business or acquaintances. And then I realized, you know what? I'm just not happy here, man. I'm not happy. I'm yeah. not happy teaching at these courses. I'm not happy wearing that fucking Radio Shack outfit at the certification. I'm not, I'm, not, I'm not happy with someone telling me what I can or can't do with my fucking business. You know? Hold on. I just, I just pictured myself walking to Radio John, Shack. John knows what I'm talking about. John, John shows up to a course with his crew, Jessica, and they're all hip, man, right? They all got these cool outfits on. Everybody looks cool. And then I fucking show up with this fucking Radio Shack outfit on in Patagonia pants, yeah. looking like a dork. You know? So I'm like, the only way to save face here is for me to lift some fucking heavy kettlebells. I don't yeah. look like a total dweeb. You know? Yeah. No, I remember that first, when we first were there, I was, I was sort of funny, and you're right on. All the outfits, it's sort of like, you know, the coach for the 49ers? Exactly. Jim Harbaugh? You yeah. had to dress sort of like him. So, it, and it was a, not a good look, but um, you, <laughs> no, you were no. so you were so outside the box. I was like, oh, this guy, he just has to fucking wear this costume. But you, I, I can tell that's not you at all. <sighs> well, at least I at least I could wear my own underwear under those Patagonia pads. They, they didn't have any regulations for that. No, but I mean, I, but I, but I, but what yeah. is I wasn't happy there. But the main thing is, I didn't like anyone telling me what I can or can't do with my business, which I thought was yeah. utterly absurd. Given that I quit the corporate world because I wanted emancipation, I wanted to make my own decisions, right or wrong, and deal with yeah. the consequences, which is what I'm fully prepared to do. And I didn't like the fact that I'm I'm an entrepreneur, but I also have to answer to some people on this. That pissed me off. And ultimately, that's why I left the whole thing. It wasn't anything dramatic like, you know, fuck you guys or anything like that on the way out. It was just like, hey, I need full emancipation, and I want to do things my way, and that's it. It was a wrap. So, but, 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 I, but in our industry, there's so many people, man, who fucking just try to keep everybody happy. So they stand for nothing, and that's why they're not successful. That's why none of us even know who these people are for the most part because they're, they're too busy trying to stay in the safe zone. Like, let me just stay in this zone where I'm not going to get noticed for having any strong opinions. It's like the only problem with that, folks, is you're not going to get noticed, period. You're not going to have a business. And there you have it. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, so let that marinate for a little while. Yeah. <laughs> Sincere's about to like go to the bathroom real quick. He's like, come on, Mike, keep talking, man. Like, I'm like, like now, yeah. now, now you stop talking. I'm, like, I'm trying to get a tea refill over here, man. Why are you talking? <laughs> <laughs> John's begging out handstand push-ups in the background. Like, Damn, Mike's yeah. on a little... Mike's on a little ranch here. I got it. I got. I can get some. I can get a couple of sets in. You know, while he's talking. <laughs> but John, I, I have to wonder. Uh, I mean, I, I can hear your irritation with. To, to me, it sounds like it's more just the principle that you're pissed off with than the money. Like the money is that hurts too. But I think it's the principle of just getting ripped off blatantly that really pisses you off. But I, I have to wonder how you feel about trainers that. You are either your acquaintances or maybe people you're even friendly with who are not really on your side. Like they know this story and then they still use the TRX and publicly support it. I have to wonder how you feel about that. Yeah. 
That I've ran into quite a few times, and, yeah, that, that's been really difficult because of just what you said. Like TRX, what they did is they gave away tons of TRXs to trainers all over the place. Right. And so friends of mine that might have their own gyms, instead of using mine, they did went that route, and they said, well, John, they're going to pay me to represent, and I was I sort of shook my head. I was like, man, but you know the story, and you're still going to do that? And I was like, well, you know what? I had to just really understand. they got to do what they got to do. I don't feel that it's cool, you know, but in the end of the day, they got to take care of their family and stuff like that. And, and if that's what they do. I, I hate, not, not to uh, uh, no, no. on you, Tom, but, yeah, I, but I, hate, I hate when people say, well, you know, i got to do what i got to do. i got to get mine because – the, the, yeah. the underlying tone of that statement, and I'm not saying that you're, you're supporting that, but the underlying no. tone of that statement is, is that you have to fuck people over to make it in this world. And that's and, and I don't buy that for a minute, right. man. Because I've never fucked over anybody, man. Even with my, uh, with my testosterone booster, it was a good friend of mine who introduced me to one of the major ingredients in it, and he helped me with the design and so forth. And I, I made sure that he got a nice royalty on that, you know, way more than he expected. And he was like, yeah. wow, I wasn't expecting this much. And I was like, well, you should expect this much because I wouldn't even know about this stuff if it wasn't for you. So I'm going to make sure that you get compensated accordingly. You know, I'm going to be very generous with you because I'm doing well with this. So, it's, so it, I, I hate when people say that you have to make these compromises in life to take care of your family or to take care of this and that because I, I don't feel like I've sold out my integrity ever in my business. The whole 12 years right. I've done, I make a great income, great living, and I can rest every night knowing that, you know what, I didn't fuck over anybody to get here. Right. I didn't screw yeah. any of my friends. And I didn't, I didn't, I didn't when, it, when it came time to make tough decisions, I never took the path of, of being a total pussy, which a lot of people no. take to be blunt. So right. I feel that, and I know you're not supporting that, what these people are saying, no. but, but I hear that bullshit from people all the time as well. Like Sincere and I talk about it all the time, and it irritates me to no end. Right, and here's my yeah. thing. When they sit there and say, yeah, I got to do what I have to do for my family. <laughs> yeah. Well, here's the thing. Here's a person with a family. If you're sitting there and you're shysty, stabbing people in the back and fucking over your friends, what exactly are you doing for your family? You're teaching your right. kids how to be a shysty yeah. asshole who stabs people in the back and right. he, yeah. he fucks over his friends. So you're not doing what you have to do. And look, dude, if, if getting some fucking free TRX is what you need for your business, you need to reevaluate what – what you need for your business. You don't have a fucking business. If the only thing you can survive on is free swag, then your business is not going to survive after for a while anyway. Because you're not even investing in your you're not even investing in your business. You're waiting for free shit, and you, and you're basically a whore. You're a whore, and they're going to give exactly. You, you know they're going to sit there and guess what happens to whores? Okay, especially when you don't sit there and provide the money for the pimp. Yeah. Get your ass beat. And then you'll end yeah. up on the street with nothing. So you need to really yeah, think right. about yourself when you sit there and say, well, you know, they were giving me this for free. Well, fuck. Guess what? On the streets, they give the first the first crack hit is for free, and then they yeah. get you hooked, and then now you're coming back scratching and itching and want another hit after that. But guess what? You're not yeah. getting the next one for free. They're going to get something out of you the next time. Nothing is for free, buddy. There is no such no. thing as free. Get over and that. Somebody's getting something. And guess what? So what true. you do is go back to economics and look under the definition, the real definition of money. Okay, any anything exchange for goods and services for goods and services. It's not just paper. It's not just coin. It can be your ass, okay? And that's usually what's happening yeah. because they're fucking you in the ass after they give you that free product. They're going to expect something. So that's, just, that's me going on my rack. No, you're, you're right on the money, 
Because of what are the points you were saying? You were saying like being a hoe and stuff like that and selling yourself. But what about the, the guys who are selling drugs and, and weed and crack and stuff like that? They're doing the same fucking thing they're saying, I got to do it to support my family when they're, they're, they're selling out. And, right. and I, I agree. Do I support that? Not at all. But I, that's what I hear. And you know what? How I look at it, I, dis, I disconnect from people like that because I hate being around weak people. And to, in my eyes, that's a weak person because you don't have the fucking nuts to stand up for your friend and do the right honorable thing. And, and that to me is weak, and I don't like surrounding myself with weak people. Now we're getting somewhere. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> now we're getting fired up here. Boom. That's, we're, we're starting off April with the fire, man. We're going to bring that. People right now are listening to the show, like, ready to crash their car, but they're so fired up. They're like, man, I'm going to go, go, go home and throw my TRX in the fireplace, man. That's right. <laughs> no, no, it's, it's so true, man. It, it's one of the – you know, it's one of the things that really irritates me about a lot of the people, and it's not just our industry. It's probably it's just human nature. Like I brought this up with Robert Greene, the author of uh, 50th Law and 48 Laws of Power, when he was on our show, and I was talking about how insidious people are in Los Angeles and so forth. And he's like, you know what? It, that's true, Mike, but it's it's not any different in Washington politics or any segment yeah. of human population. You know, it's human nature to be that way. So that's what that's what that's what all of his books are about. Is that look? This is the way people are going to act. So you have to know this shit. So you don't. So you're not a victim. And I was like, yeah, you yeah. Know, you're right. You're absolutely right. Because bottom line is, you can't hope that people do the right thing because that's that's putting way too much faith in the average person who's probably not going to do the right thing when it comes to something like a lot of money on the table. You know, it's easy to yeah. do the right thing when it's when it's as simple as you know you're helping someone with their groceries from the store to the to the to the parking lot. But when, yeah. it's, when it's millions of dollars on the table, that's when someone's real integrity is going to come through or not. You know, that's like yeah. the sellout point. It's like, it's like people, are always, yeah. people are always like, I would never sell out. It's like, well, you don't know if you would never sell out because you've never had a, a compelling offer. You know, someone puts yeah. $50 million in your face, let's see if you're going to sell out or not. And that's the yeah. real test. And if you haven't asked yourself those questions, like if it's not something you think about often, these kind of things I think about all the time, how people go yeah. evil, why people go evil, why people screw each other over, you know, these kind of topics I think about often. So I, so, so I ask myself those questions, you know, what are you going to do in these situations if they, if they ever come up? So that if it ever does happen, I'm prepared. I actually have a blueprint. But, and then when you know who you, who you are, when you're well calibrated, I mean, you know what you're going to fucking do anyway. It's not like you have to wonder about it. But a lot of people have never really asked themselves that question. They're not well calibrated, meaning that the perception – that others have of them is not accurate to their perception of themselves. You know, it's totally off. And yeah. they have no fucking clue what they would do in that situation, which means that it's probably not going to be the right thing. Because right. when, that, that, as, as this example that you're talking about as you, has shown us, man, is that for something, for nothing, man, for a free product or a little endorsement, yeah. I mean, how much money could you possibly be making from these endorsements? A couple thousand yeah. dollars? It's fucking nothing. Yeah. For that, they're ready yeah. to sell you out. It's not like we're talking about $10 million here. It's like, i got to take care of my family. Okay, well, no one's offering you fucking six figures to endorse this bullshit. No one's offering you $3 million. They're offering you probably free product, a little a link to your, from their website, website to yours, yeah. and maybe a couple thousand dollars, man. You can turn that down all day long. Yeah, that's yeah, exactly you it. You don't need that link. Stop being lazy and just get up there and actually optimize your freaking website and get a good ranking like we did. Yeah, get your own <laughs> fucking distribution. You know, I, I can sell whatever yeah. I want without anybody's fucking help. I don't have to sell out to anybody. I can make my own product and fucking sell it to the customer direct because yeah. I've created my own empire. 
know, you create your own distribution system. You don't have to worry about these kind of things. You can, you can turn down those bad deals with poor integrity all day long. Yeah. yeah, it comes down to two things, man. Home training, first of all. Yeah. So it's basically how you were raised. <laughs> no, okay, no. so, you know, my thing is that I couldn't even make a decision like that to screw over somebody knowing that my mom would be, still beat the hell out of me. Even at 75 <laughs> years old, I'm still deathly afraid of this woman, and I'm 41. And, but if she would even catch wind that I'm screwing over someone, she would make an effort yeah. to come to Houston and beat my ass. And I would yeah. have to thank you because... I know better. She raised me better. And so to honor her, I would not screw over someone like that. Now, if, yeah. you, have a, now if you have like mommy dearest for a mother that raised you or whatever, <laughs> guess what? When you become yeah. an adult, you can make the decision just like the, the little girl in mommy dearest did to be a better person and not repeat the pattern of being a shisty, crazy, batshit, crazy person. Okay, yeah. so even then you have that lady. That lady was scary, man. That oh, movie, man. That, oh, my God. Man. That, man. that crazy played. bitch fucking with the scissors. I was scared out of my body. No, wire hangers. I'm like, I'm like, oh, shit, she's going to become Bobby Dearest. <laughs> like, dude, and growing up in the hood, it's like back in the day, that's what you had. You had wire hangers. I'm like, yeah. I'm like, Mom, you going to whoop me with that thing? Yeah. That was a scary Forget the exorcist, man. Faye Dunaway and Mommy Dears, was, that was the ultimate horror. Right? Yeah, that was the scary-ass <laughs> shit, man. That's that's only, a, a close second is like Glenn Close in Fatal Attraction. Oh, my God. Oh, yeah. my God. <laughs> that, that's a movie that'll, that'll stop. Like, any, any guy who's thinking about having an affair, he'll watch that movie and be like, oh, I don't think eh. it's worth it. I'm good. Like, no, nah, I'm good. I'm gonna go and try to work this out with my wife. Nope, I'm just gonna go and just have just visit a porn site. That'll be a lot safer. I mean, the worst she could do is worst she could do is cancel my internet account. I mean, hey. <laughs> watch that movie. Like, huh, how much do those tickets to Pahrump cost again? All right. <laughs> so, yeah, man. And yeah, like, uh, and the second thing that comes down to is karma. Don't think that this is not going to come back. To uh, you. When, you, when you're screwing over people, guess what? You have now put yourself in a position to be screwed later on. So just go ahead and just go ahead and lube up, bend over, open wide, <laughs> and get ready because it's gonna, they're going to go balls deep on you sooner or later. Somebody. You're going to get screwed over. I feel that a, a lot of good things keep happening in my business and life because of, of the way I've, I've treated other people, other animals, you know, etc. I mean, I feel like you when you put out that level of good, you can only have good come back to you. And yeah, you know, we're all going to have our problems, like everyone in life. But I, but I really feel that when you're manifesting so much good, that it's it's going to come back to you because I think, I think people like that too. They want to support that when people like yeah. to buy stuff from people they like, don't they? I mean, we all do that. Yeah. So when when they like you as a person, they're buying they're they're buying into you first before they buy yeah. the product. So no, right. no one's yeah. buying my testosterone booster who thinks I'm a dick. They're not going to be like, well, you know, that guy's a fucking asshole, but this product looks good. It's more like they're like, you know, I like him, <laughs> and he's selling it, so it must be pretty good, or I'm going to give it a shot at least. And, and if, but I don't like it, they're probably giving my money back because he's a stand-up yeah. guy. So I, I, I yeah. feel like when, when people say, look, I'm not a salesperson or I'm not a gambler, it's like, yeah, you are. Life is the you biggest are. gamble you're ever going to fucking <laughs> Every play. Every day. That's the whole show yeah. right there. I go play blackjack, and people are like, well, I don't like gambling. I was like, well, you're a fucking idiot, because everything you do in life is a fucking gamble, dude. Like, are you breathing? Those are are your chips. I'm I'm risking like a thousand bucks, man. I can fucking lose that all day long, but my whole, but but everything in life is a fucking risk. So, I mean, it's stupid to to think you're not a gambler. And then, and then to think that, uh, to think, to just think that it's, that any of this stuff is not going to come back on you, like Sincere said, where right? like you can just screw people over and somehow you're just going to be the guy who who goes who's unscathed. Yeah, right. Man. 
So we can give example after example of how it comes back to you. If, if nothing else, you'll just start developing health conditions from all the stress, the, all the unconscious stress that you're harboring from screwing yeah. people over. Because you know yeah. when you've gone wrong, man. It's, it's, you don't have to. You know when they, you, you get that feeling like, man, I shouldn't have done that. You know, you know, hey, you, you know when you've done wrong. Yeah, and that, and that was my one last point. The one thing about it. Dude, even at the end of the day, you got to go to sleep at night. At least you hope you can. And guess what? And guess what? Here's the thing. Now you become a cheater because you brought somebody new to your bed with you and your other, you, you and your mate. You're bringing your fucking problems to bed with you. And guess what? Uh. They're going to be, they're going to screw you a lot more than your wife is. Okay? So that's the <laughs> thing about it. And they're going to keep you up all night. So go ahead and get ready, Marathon, man. You got to sleep with those issues when you screw over people like that. So careful what you wish for, buddy. So you really need to think it through and don't be so short-sighted when you make these decisions, when these things are presented to you, think about the long term. Yeah, it may look good for a minute. Like, well, I just started the gym. Now I'm getting free equipment. That's cool. So now I don't have to worry about buying that. Like, no, dude, yeah. get a little bit more creative. You don't necessarily, it's not like you just need the TRX. Hell, you don't need the jungle gym. Sorry, John. No, but I'm not sorry. But so here's the thing. You don't just need that or a kettlebell or anything like this. Like, dude, open your freaking mind and look around. Use what you got to get what you want without screwing over somebody. So that's yeah. the thing. Right. Um, yeah. I, I think I think the positive with all this, John, is that kind of what I take home just listening to you, and I think what other people will probably think of as well is the fact that despite all of this stuff, you know, despite getting screwed over on these things and so forth, your, your the quality of your life really hasn't been affected, right? I mean, you still have great people in your life. You're still a very successful strength coach. You have a great yeah. franchise. You know, your your other devices. Uh, I mean, all your products sell really well. So I mean, so at the end of the day, it's not like uh, your the quality of your life sucks. Because of that, no. it's, or it's, it's you know, or you weren't weren't so bitter that you get, you couldn't right. even seek to function anymore. Like a lot of people, when yeah, they get screwed exactly. over, they won't let it go and they right. can't move forward. And so they're like, no, no, he screwed over me, screwed over me. It's funny because I was watching. Um, oh, it's so funny, Mike. While I was in Costa Rica, it's so funny watching TV in another country. <laughs> so especially with American shows, but the only channel that was in English was HBO, and there was this one movie I forgot. It's with Larry David in it, and um, basically he and um, the guy from Mad Men, John Hamm, they had created this, this ugly-ass electric car. And basically, it was a flop. It was a flop. And pretty much, they ended up losing like about $10 million or something like that from the business. So what ends up happening, um, Larry David pretty much, he got depressed. He ends up leaving the company. And John Hamm eventually reintroduces that car. And it ends up becoming a success. And so Larry David... He hears about this. He gets pissed. At this time, it's 10 years later, fast forward. He, so he's spending 10 years just wanting revenge and want to take him down because he wants his money, his cut, you know, and, yeah. and what's owed to him. And he goes all out. He changes his identity and everything to try to destroy John Hamm's family and all this and try to take all his money. And basically what he doesn't know is that John Hamm has been looking for him for 10 years to actually – give him his royalties and say thank you and, and give him his money. So by the time he finds out, like, he, he hooks up with all these, these crooks and these criminals. They've, like, cased the joint, and they broke into John's house, and they, they find out where they can plant the bombs and blow his house up because <laughs> and all this other stuff. So he's sitting there. He's kind of, like, being, like, their friend with this new identity. And once he finds out that John, you know, is looking for him, and, he, and his identity is revealed, you know, so yeah. – John finds like, dude, I've been looking for you for 10 years. I want to pay you back. He's like, what? He said, yeah, I want to give you your painting that's worth this much money and blah, blah. He's like, oh, no, and that painting's in John's house. So, oh, no. So he's trying to – and this painting's worth, like, a lot of money. So he's trying to call off the hit, call off, you know, his friends blowing up the house, but they don't have their cell phone on. And so he's doing everything in his power to get back there to try to stop this. And by the time he makes it to the house, 
his buddies are coming out. He's like, no, you got to go back in. He's like, it's too late. The bomb goes off. The house blows up. And, and that's it. So all this, because he harbored revenge for all this time, he ends, uh, up, he ends up going to prison for a few years, and, you know, federal <laughs> prison, you know, and whatever. And pretty much, man, the moral of the story is he harbored this stuff for so long, and it wasn't even worth it. It wasn't even the story that he was telling himself. Here's a guy that was actually right. trying to make good on this, but this guy was so stuck in the past that he couldn't see what was going on right now. And that's usually what a lot of people do in these situations. So right. luckily, John, you haven't done that. And thank you for not going and, like, trying to blow up the dude's house and all that because, you know, I'm not, <laughs> trying to, I'm not trying to come visit you in prison, man, because you'll never well, be the same coming out of there, buddy. Well, actually, actually. <laughs> you'll get screwed in other ways, John. <laughs> <laughs> well, actually, <laughs> I did have thoughts of blowing up their houses and stuff Hey, like hey, that, man. But... Hey, make me a... Hey, Car- you, careful, man. This is a litigious like, society we're in, right? Yeah, like, you know hey, first of all, hey, you know don't you remember the episode? Is it, is it, you, uh, honestly, that's, that's been something that I have had to deal with. And, and what you said, Sincere, about literally you're taking it to bed and it's almost like cheating on a wife. It, it's, that's true because it's, it's been a hard thing because I don't know because my dad and I have, had, have invented so many things. People copy our stuff a lot. And they take the short route to success and they steal your ideals. And it has happened more than once. And it's really, really frustrating. And I just, I have had a hard time dealing with it sometimes. Sometimes I go fine for a while, but then it's like everywhere I go, TRX, TRX, TRX on TV, pro athletes, TRX. And I see all this stuff and they constantly say invented by and it's just, and I just look at it, and Jessica and I look at each other, and I'm like, what the fuck? That's like the fourth time today, and it's just, you know, but it, it's, I I'm think, I think the lesson, John, the, yeah. what did you say? No, I'm sorry, go ahead, no, go ahead, go ahead. I, I, thought, you were, I thought you were doing a segue. <laughs> I'm going no, to stop myself before I interrupt you. <laughs> okay, uh, but what, I was, what I was saying is that you make a really, you made two really great points about the fact that carrying it with you at night I, I have done. I have had a. I have a have a great life. I have great people around me. I love my business. I love what I do. Um, that has bothered me. I'm getting better at dealing with it. That definitely has bothered me. But that point you made about you can't carry it with you. To, you know, it is like cheating and stuff like that. That was one awesome point. And then the second point that you made about that was um, the story. Um, you know. I watched, I only caught a couple minutes of that story, but actually, Sincere, you did an amazing job of recapping that whole thing, and now I finally understand what the whole thing was about, and it makes perfect sense about how you can't harbor. And here I came into this talk with you guys today thinking about, I'm going to say, you know, what's been on my mind that I haven't really vocalized at all, and that's going to be it, and I'll feel, you know, I'll get it out there. But then I'm coming away from it, like, let it go more, and a very valuable lesson that I learned, you know, to let it go. And I try hard, but have my two friends, you know, you gave me subtle reminders just now of how important that is, and I, it's a good lesson to learn. One of the, my best lessons I ever learned, and, 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 I, and I will thank you guys for that, Mike taught me an awesome lesson when I, when I, um, the websites and stuff first started getting out. He he um, he said, I looked on his site and he he had all these different people that he would reference, and I was like, I complimented on him. I said, Mike, that's awesome that you reference other people 
all the time that you learned this from that guy, you learned this from that guy. You gave credit where credit was due, which most trainers don't do, and I was just complimenting you on it. And you said, yeah, it only makes me look better when, you give, and you, you, when you're being honest like that. And you said because you're speaking the truth and it gives those guys credit and people actually look at you with more respect. And that was, a, and that was for one of my first uh, interactions with Mike is, is that he, he was really always honest from the get-go. He talks a lot. Yeah, he interrupts a little bit, but he, he's a very honest, straight-shooting guy. That's what I love about him, and that's what I would imagine most people do, but I didn't expect to uh, get such a nice lesson today from both of you guys, so thank you for that. I appreciate it, man. It's great having you on. And yeah, damn right, I talk a lot. I was a shy kid, man. I'm making up for lost time. Man. <laughs> probably said like, I probably said like ten words. Thirteen, man. Shit. People, people that knew me as a kid are like, shit, man. I never heard Mike talk. I've heard Mike talk more than the last ten years. <laughs> Meanwhile, no, but John, I'll give you some. People agree with me. the same though, man. It's like, oh well, sincere, still being sincere. He still runs his damn mouth. Actually, I'm surprised how quiet he can be on the show. Like I can't believe. Well, look, dude, we both can't be going on at the same time. Otherwise, better yet, go listen to some of those first episodes and see why we're not talking at the same time. We both sound like we're backup singers for someone else. You guys are getting better at it. It's definitely an art to do a talk show with one person, let alone two guys that both like to talk and have great insight on things. In two different locations. We're not in the same studio. That's, that's the if all three of us are in a studio, it's easy because you're not, yeah. you, know, you can see the person right in front of you. But on sometimes with the audio, there's a little bit of delay, too. So sometimes yeah. you think there's a silence happening and the person's just taking a, a small break for their next word and you're jumping in. So it's, we're getting better. We're getting better. And people have told us yeah. that. People have told us that quite a bit. One thing, one thing I want to leave you with is just playing devil's advocate here a little bit. How come you guys didn't market yourself as well as TRX did. Okay, why didn't why didn't you do the same strategies to really get the product out there, to get the jungle gym out there? One of the problems with my dad's business and, and me working with him is that he he is constantly wanting to invent more cool stuff. And right. so he puts a lot of time into that. And Lifeline, way beyond any other company, does way more R&D than anybody. We right. spent a lot of time. Like what you said with the Jungle Gym, before I brought it out to the world, I had been working with it for four or five years, mm. trying to finalize, get it to a good state. And Power Wheel, that was well over a year and a half. Of, I went through probably 20 or 30 mock-ups of that product. And, and we put a lot of time into making the products and – at that time, Lifeline was basically my dad was running it. I was inventing stuff with, for him and stuff, but there really wasn't any marketing force at all. And so we, we, we didn't get in stores that much back then, and we, we didn't really get onto the website at all. You know, and even Lifeline's presence today is, is, is better on the Internet, and right. they're in a lot of stores now. But um, there was not really ever a marketing push behind it, and that was, that was hard because here we go, we bust our ass, come out with all these amazing products only to have somebody take the ideal and put a whole bunch of marketing behind it and sell it. And then right. we see them making millions. And 
that's frustrating when we know we got an amazing product. And uh, but that's that's uh, it's like uh, it's the curse almost. You're cursed because you you put so much time into development the product, but you're also on the other side. You have a gift of inventing really cool stuff. Right. And, and that's like his dilemma, and it's my dilemma too. We're very yeah. outside the box thinkers on creating cool stuff. Right. But taking it to the next phase, getting it out there to millions, that's not what we were really doing a lot. Unless it was like my dad when he just had the jump rope and he had to hustle his ass up, yeah, he did right. that really great before the Internet. He killed that. But after that, I, when I think you've learned an important time, lesson. Yeah, I think you've learned an important lesson here, though, right, though, because it, at the end of the day, you know, and I mean, it reminds me of that Batman movie, right, the first one with Christian Bale, where, like, his parents got killed by the Joker, and Liam Neeson yeah. says, it was your parents' fault, man, they should have known how to defend themselves. Now, that's a very harsh thing to say in that situation, <laughs> right, yeah. but there's an underlying level of truth to it as well, right, no doubt. is that no if, doubt. You, if you're out there and you don't know how to defend yourself and you get beaten up, don't complain, you should have learned how to defend yourself. So I right. think I think the take home lesson you guys can learn from this is that you need to get on the marketing. You know, you need to learn all that stuff and initiate it because if you don't, someone else will, which is what happened. Right. To you. Someone else yep. stole your thunder because they were they were able to get around your patent pending and say, you know what, these guys aren't marketing as well as we can do, so we're gonna fucking get out there and, and even though we're not the first one to bring this to the market, people are gonna think we are because we're gonna market it way better than they did. And, uh, you know, we can talk about fair is fair, but that, that's, that's the system, right? That's capitalism. So we have, to, we have to use the rules of the – we all know what the game – we all know what the game is and the strategies that are out there. So we have to utilize that yeah. shit instead of being a victim of it. So you guys are awesome at R&D, no doubt about it. I think the marketing – I think the, the marketing is where you guys got hurt, and that's where these guys yeah. saw an opportunity. Because let's be honest, if you guys were badass marketers too, there wouldn't have been an opportunity. Everyone already yeah. would have known about it. There wouldn't yeah. have been an opportunity for T-Rex to come out. And I think yeah. the other thing is you've got to have your own distribution. You know, one of the things that yeah. allows me to play with the big boys with my nutrition supplements, because let's say, I mean, I'm a one-man operation with a website, and I'm able to compete with nutrition supplements in heavily saturated categories, testosterone yeah. booster, you know, systemic enzymes, especially testosterone booster. You know, I'm on the fourth page if you type in, natural testosterone booster on Google. So, I mean, it's obviously not my Google placement that's getting me all these sales. But the product is selling very well, and I'm making a nice profit, and the customer gets it at a good price because I have my own distribution. I'm not going through yeah. anyone, not Vitamin Shop, not GNC, not anyone to sell this product. I sell direct to the customer. So the onus is on me to get the word out there. Yeah. And I don't mind that one bit. So, I mean, if, yeah. if someone wants to if someone wants to get out there and, and try to crush me, they, they definitely can. Someone with a lot more marketing money could buy my product, reverse engineer it, and say, man, uh, Mike's, got a, Mike's got a winner here, and he's a small timer, so we, we're yeah. going to mass produce this thing and, and get it out to the masses before he does. But one thing they don't have is my audience. They're not going to take my audience. Nope. You know, my audience is loyal to me because of the way I treat them and the way they see the integrity I have. Yeah, I'll, I'll lose some people who just want the best price. But the majority yeah. of the people are going to stay with me. So I think, I think that's how you protect yourself in a highly competitive environment because that's capitalism is that it's going to be highly competitive. When you have something that it looks like a winner, people are going to jump all over that motherfucker. You know, I, I've had yeah. people that have come to me are like, oh, you know, what are the exact ingredients in your testosterone booster? I was like, yeah, like I'm going to tell you that motherfucker. You know, yeah. I've had that kind of dipshittery occur. 
and it's going to keep on occurring. So you, you protect yourself by having a proprietary blend so people don't know the exact ingredients. And they can always buy it, take it to a lab, reverse engineer it, but that takes some effort. So you gotta, yeah. but, but I think the real way you protect yourself is having a very well-known brand and having your own audience. Because if, if you guys had your own audience of millions of Lifeline customers, then yeah. TRX never would have had an opportunity. No. So anyway, just, just, just giving you some food for thought with that. Yeah, it's, it's, it's the biggest thing is we didn't have the money at the time to put behind a, a marketing campaign. Right, 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 right. Yeah. But, then, but then you have to be more, you know, the thing about marketing is people often feel that you've got to blow a lot of money on it. And that, that's true, no, but you're not creative. You know, you got to, like Robert Rodriguez, the director, says the biggest mistake most people make when they make movies is they spray the money hose. They just blow money left yeah. and right because the studio is giving it to them. But when he made his first movie, El Mariachi, he didn't have a budget. So he had to become very creative with how he was yeah. going to make this movie and how he was yeah. going to get it out there, how he was going to pay the actors, all that shit. And yeah. that, that movie led to him starting a very lucrative career. So I think, yeah. I think the biggest misnomer about marketing is that it's, it's going to cost a lot. The most effective marketing is not TV ads. It's not infomercials. It's not fucking website banner ads. It's, it's viral marketing. It's getting people talking yeah. about whatever you're doing. Yeah. It's never yeah. going to be more powerful than that. With the Internet, man, you can literally, you screw over one person on the Internet, they can tell 100,000 people by the end of the day, millions yeah. by the end of the month. But the same thing can work the opposite way. You provide great service for somebody, that one person tells 10, they blog about it, 10,000 people see it, they tell 100,000, yeah. you know what I mean? So you can make all that stuff work in your favor. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, it's a different world now, but yeah, for sure. I understand that you got to do guerrilla marketing, you got to hustle and just make things viral. You're doing, you got you do a great job of that. Yeah, I'm just giving you, I mean, I'm not even saying that, uh, you know, like it's your guys' fault that TRX screwed you over. I'm not saying anything like that. No. That, that would be ridiculous, ridiculously redundant, but I think it's, or reductive rather, but I, th I think it's, it's just, I, I always look at when things happen to me, I'm like, okay, what can I learn out of this that's going to improve whatever I'm trying to do? So yeah. like if someone screwed me over on something, how did, why did, that, well, how did that happen? You know, how, why, would I, why was I able to let that happen? What can I do to prevent that from happening again? And, wh and what yeah. can I, how can I spin this into a positive? Because any, anything negative that's ever happened in my life, and there's been quite a few things, they used to really eat away at me until I figured out how to spin it into a positive means. You know, I, I didn't get into all this stuff about helping animals and people by accident. You know, it happened because of immense suffering I went through. And, I, yeah. that, and that stuff ate away at, at me for a long time until I was able to process it and figure out, you know, I can't do anything to change that, but I can do something now to make myself better and, and put that energy into something productive. So John, like, what do you get? What do you have coming up now, John? Before we head out today, so you have, like any upcoming products, certifications, classes? What's going on? Well, <laughs> that's got, a, that's uh, a serious way of saying, Tom, to shut the fuck up. It's like the Dave Chappelle episode. Wrap it up. <laughs> so bring out the little Oscar box. <laughs> Start playing the Oscar music. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, um, I decided to recently. Moved back. I was living in Chicago, and I moved back to Madison because life was getting too overwhelming. We we grew too fast, Monkey Bar Gym, and so I just wanted to simplify my life. It was getting really overwhelming, and um, so we moved back here. And I so if you ask me the question, what do I have on my agenda? I I, I literally am trying to not have anything on my agenda except 
run this gym here and help the licensed disease around the world. And I want to just simplify everything and be happy. And I'm achieving that. Uh, things are going in a good direction. I put off all my courses until August because I don't want to stress myself out about life and having something coming up. And I'm, I'm feeling quite happy. So that's a good thing. Oh, I get, I'm getting married. Jessica Rucker and I are finally getting married on August 15th. Awesome. That's a big deal. Awesome. Very cool. Yeah, so that's a big deal, but uh, mostly just trying to relax and uh, work my business and learn, learn from marketing masters like yourselves how to, how to do things easier at home. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds good, man. Well, I mean, John, it's always yeah. great having you on the show. You're, you're, a, you're a fan favorite of the show. People love hearing you on the show, but when you were on the that's episode good. last time, my good, Grover, good. my dog Grover in the background has got like a hairball. That, that's what they, it sounds like, like a tire just went flat. It sounds like a flat tire. That's Grover in the background chiming in. Uh, <laughs> no, it's always great to have you on. Well, we'll definitely have you come back on again and we'll just talk training. But I, I thought this was a very important episode. I thought it would be great for you to kind of tell your side of the story and to just let people know because I, I want to see what people are going to do now. You know, a lot of our listeners are probably TRX users and now they have to make a decision. You know, yeah. how do they feel about using that? Because, frankly, if I were a listener and I heard your story, I, I would be donating that to the Goodwill, <laughs> you know, <laughs> today, man. <laughs> and I, I, just, I would just be like, I don't want to support a company that does practices like that. And you can't be a good person and consciously support companies that are unethical, in my opinion. So, so, so yeah. people now are going to have a moral decision that they have to make, and that's up that they're going to have to make that decision. But uh, you can find out more about John at monkeybargym.com. He's got a lot of great free information on there, free workouts, video clips, inspiration, a lot of inspiring stuff. You know, John's testimonials of people that he's helped over the years, really inspiring stuff. Great information on his plant-based diet, vegan nutrition, plant-based nutrition for athletes. John is definitely walking the walk on that, strong guy, knows what he's doing. So definitely check out his gym, monkeybargym.com. Check out lifelineusa.com as well for some great products. Everything we talked about today, the power wheel, the jungle gym, the portable uh, power push-up too, the TRT, TNT cable. I mean, there's just so many good products that, that's over there. At yeah, he's not selling, yeah, he's not selling TRT. Sorry, folks. I know a rush of MMA fighters that are about to go like, oh, yeah, now we're talking. TRT. No, 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 no. Not TNT. Thanks for having me on, guys. I love, I love coming on your show, talking a little bit, laughing a lot of it, and uh, just hearing reviews on life and stuff like that. It's always good to be around my friends. Awesome, man. We Thanks appreciate lot, it. Appreciate you coming on, man. You have a great day. Okay, you guys. You take care. Bye-bye. Yeah, that was, that was awesome. John's a cool guy, man. I, I think it was important that uh, we, we presented a balanced episode, which is why I asked him those questions at the end, because I don't want this to be – obviously, we're biased going in because we're both good friends of John's. But at the same time, I don't want this to be just us going, yeah, fuck them, John, you know, you just stand so forth. It's like, well, let's – Let's really play devil's advocate here and ask some tough questions and so right. forth. And, and that way, the people listening, I think, I don't think we're going to get criticized for just being one-sided. I think people are going to realize, okay, you know, you guys, you guys put John on the spot and you made him ask, you made him think about some things. And I think it's going to be interesting, man. I think it's a great way to start off this month. Yeah. The odds of March. <laughs> it's funny, the odds of March. Julius Caesar getting stabbed in the back. <laughs> 
What a concept. <laughs> <laughs> a little history yeah. note for you people well, out there. We've got something else in the back on uh, that episode of Spartacus, but that's another story. And <laughs> it's, also be, it's also very telling because coming up soon, we have the trainer, Tyrone Bell, who was the guy who worked with all of the actors and actresses for the show Spartacus, which Sincere and I are both a huge fan of. So that's going to be awesome. He's coming on the show later this month. We've got a, just a stellar lineup of guests coming on this month. I mean, it's just one after another. And then yeah. next month, we've got Boss Rudin. First month of April, we've got Boss Rudin, MMA legend, Four. coming on the show. Exactly, man. Exactly. Can't wait for that. I mean, usually I don't throw the names out there of our upcoming guests, but you know what? I don't care anymore, man. <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 I want to share it. I don't want to hold it anymore. I used to just hold it in and don't want to, you know, I want to surprise folks, but I mean, I'm glad you brought up Boss before I could because I was like, okay, we got Boss Rudin coming up. And you got yeah, Tyrone Bell. You got, um, man, you got, oh, Kevin Lavroni. So that right there was exciting to me. Man, so all Kevin the folks who came from the bodybuilding world in the 90s, yeah. I mean, dude, it's Kevin Lavroni. I mean, this dude is pretty awesome. So he's coming on the show as well. So March is action-packed. April's already getting, like, it's already starting to be a great month before it even yeah. gets here with guests. So, people, we're only just going to keep bringing you the best. So keep tuning in. Subscribe and download it. Use that coupon code LLA to show your support for the show. Go buy my products. Go buy Sincere's products. You know the score. LLA, 10% off any of the nutrition supplements. Get 30% off Sincere's videos. Also, make sure you get on that VIP list if you're serious about having the best time you've ever had in your life in Las Vegas. It's going to be a killer weekend. It's going to be the time of your life. You're never going to forget this. It's going to be a great time. Email us, mike at llapodcast.com, sincere at llapodcast.com. Let us know you're serious. Say you can't wait to get into this course. Just put VIP in the subject line. We'll add you to the list. Like I said, we have 50. Actually, we have more now, 53, because three people emailed us while we were on the show. So, I mean, that, that list, this is only February, I mean, March right now, folks. By the time we get to May, when we are going to officially announce the course and have it on all of our websites, we're going to have like 150 people on that list, if not more. And, I mean, it's going to be interesting to see how fast this course sells out. We, we may not even have to do much marketing, given how fast this list is going. We right. may have been completely sold out before we're even out of the gate, which would be really interesting. But it's going to be the Live Life Aggressively Summit. That's the name of the course. It's me, Mike Mahler, Sincere Hogan, Ken Blackburn, Steve Cotter, all in one event. Never going to happen like this again. Not anytime soon, anyway. It's going to be eight hours each day, two days, eight hours a day. Killer instruction. We're going to have extracurricular activities at night. We have a whole fun experience planned, man. It's going to be awesome. Yeah, man. So get on it, folks. I don't think I have to say any more. Get busy. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Go ahead and send those emails. Get on that VIP list. Buy some products from us. And, yeah, we'll see you in September. All right? Thanks a lot, everybody, for tuning in. Take care. Take care, everyone. Bye.